Hey guys, hope everybody's doing well. Um, yeah, look, apologies for probably um, not doing as many podcasts as um, some people might like. Um, that's not a, a dig at all. Um, I'm just, um, you know, I'm just really content in the groove, I guess you could call it, that I'm in. Um, the way things are going, um, waking up each day pretty much 7, 7.30 getting some breakfast and then, you know, doing my best to train um, pretty good that day. Like it's not, it's not complicated. It's not um, super advanced. It's, it's just, you know, I'm putting in probably eight or nine miles on the easy running days. Um, and then I usually cycle for, you know, 60, 70 minutes. Um, and then on the session days, I'm doing my standard session Tuesday case um, and some tempo or threshold Thursday. Um, and then I've actually decided to do the bike races on a Saturday. Um, it's different. It's new. It's, it's motivational. It's um, perhaps not normal perhaps not standard but you know i can i can push really hard and i'll come back to this properly but i can push really hard on the bike potentially way harder than what i'm pushing running um both mentally and and physically like you know i stuck the lactometer on or or you know i tested my lactate after the bike ride last saturday and you know, it was high, you know, I'd worked, I'd worked really hard. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, um, it's been new. So I, I, I talked before on a Tuesday, I don't do a full session, you know, I do some K's, I don't try to do 10, I don't try to do 12, I do anything from six to eight, it just depends how I feel that morning. And um, my goal is to be doing at least two hours of exercise a day, um that's the goal whether it's you know running whether it's cycling whether it's a combination of both um i realized that there's going to be days where i feel better than other days um which which of course is the case like on on sunday there i did um a two-hour bike ride and then i did a one-hour run and you know i had obviously done the bike race saturday and so when i woke up monday God, I was just really tired, um, and that's fine. Like I'm not, um, I'm not bothered about that. It doesn't, you know. It just means I, I go easier on the bike and I go easier on the run. Um, it's really simple. I, I like I say, I don't um, complicate it. Um, and then I knew, I knew I'd be very lucky um, if that sort of fatigue and tiredness. Look, you're looking at like my lactate was like. Um, 17, I think, after the bike, Chris, you know, so like, that's a, that's a probably a level of fatigue that I've not really felt for a long time, especially as a marathon runner. Um, but yeah, it was, it was certainly interesting. It, it was, um, it was good to sort of push that hard. Um, but obviously, like I say, there's going to be days where maybe I just feel, a little more tired than others and I I just don't care Um, you know I wake up I assess the tiredness and then I you know I crack on Um, 
it's all pretty simple. I'm like, I, like I'm, I am trying to not repeat myself, but I am trying not to make this sort of period around coronavirus complicated. I think the the worst thing you can do is probably try to complicate things when life is already pretty complicated. Um, like I didn't, uh, like most of you guys know, I didn't, you know, from the get go, you know, the day that maybe the lockdown occurred or, you know, when I left America and, and, you know, didn't have Boston Marathon and, you know, didn't have New York half marathon. Obviously I didn't handle this perfectly. I didn't handle this smoothly. Um, it's, it's taken a while for me to get to a place where I'm, you know, handling it better and, and in a nice rhythm. And, um, and I think that's where like, you have to not, not, I'm I'm going to say not rush that process, but at the same time, not be too, like, stressed with yourself if that process isn't happening, like, like immediately. Um, but at the same time, at what point do you allow, you know, and I'm going to say bad behavior, but it's not bad behavior. It's just out of, out of rhythm, out of routine, um, you know, out of norms, how long. How long do you allow that to, um, you know, be the new norm and understand that <coughs> it's going to sound quite rude and tragic and, but I, I'm going to explain them as bottom feeders, right? And so you're going to have <coughs> people in your surroundings. It could be family. It could be friends. Um, you know, it could be people even closer to you than that. Um, and I'm not trying to cause offense. It's just I learned a long time ago that um not everybody always supports what you do um whether it's you know whether it's jealousy whether it's they'd rather um you sort of be similar to them and and you know maybe if they see you going for two runs in a day and then doing some yoga and core and they haven't done anything there's a laziness to that and so you're always going to have what i call bottom feeders who you know, they're not necessarily going to support you through this period because they're maybe actually going to be delighted that you're doing less because it makes them feel better about themselves. And it was never about you anyway. So um, just a second. I had to have some coffee. Um, And so, yeah, like, you know, if you think you're in a situation like that and whether it's friends, whether it's family, you know, having a go at you about too much exercise or um. You know, all of a sudden being super complimentary about the fact that you're not um, exercising and stuff. Well, then just be wary that, you know, people will. It's like it's not a cult. I'm not saying that. But people people like you to be similar to them. And so if they don't go to the gym and they don't run and all of a sudden you're laying around the house being lazy or, or not doing your normal routine, thinking you're sort of lazy for not doing that. You know, there's people that will be delighted about that because it doesn't make them feel bad about themselves for not exercising, etc., etc. Then you've got um, the supportive types who, you know, will be like, like, what are you doing? Um, you have to understand that through this period, it's going to be really easy for people to comfort you. Um, you know, there's going to be people who are going to be saying, oh no don't be hard on yourself you know have a day off oh no you don't need to do that you know come on we're all dealing with this in different ways but you actually you're gonna have to learn to be hard on yourself because 
you know, races will exist again, training properly will exist again, and physios will exist again, and all this kind of stuff, and um, I think I said recently that, you know, I'm not, I'm not really training for, training for how I feel now, I'm trying to train as much as I can, because how I want to feel if it's all over, if you, <clears throat> if you're sitting today, right, and, and a picture of this, and a news article or, or something comes out today and it says, guys, you know, coronavirus, it's over. Um, and all of a sudden they say London Marathon, it's on next week, amazing. Um, and they say, you know, Belfast Marathon, it's back on and, and summer racing is back on. And if, if you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, holy shit, like I couldn't go to London next week. Um, or, or, you know, maybe um, you're sitting there and you're thinking like, oh, no, like I couldn't do Belfast in three weeks time. And the reason is because you haven't been training and you haven't been sleeping well and you haven't been looking after your business. Like, and I mean, your running business side of things like the training, the lifestyle and all the rest of it. You know, like how far are you going to let that go before you start to reel it back in? Um and I always think the best way to look at it is just from a logical point of view. And so if you if you do look at this logically, um, there is, and you know, I, I went through on a, on, a, on a recent podcast, there is definitely things that are hindered. You know, there's no races, there's no physio, there's no massage support. Um, some people have to train on a two kilometer radius. But if you break it down and you look at it logically, it doesn't, I can tell you as a professional athlete, my life has not changed that much. Um, professional athletes. I'm I'm speaking for myself here, but I'm I'm pretty boring. I live a pretty boring life. You know, I wake up, I have breakfast, I go training, I come back from training, I figure out how I could best recover before my next bit of training, and sometimes in the middle, there's what I would call clutter and noise. Now, the clutter and the noise, while it keeps you mentally in a good place, sometimes the clutter and the noise is also just distractions. Um, you know, if you if you're going out for coffees in the afternoon, if you're if you're going up to see your parents, if you're going to see friends, um, that's just clutter and noise. In in reality, that does not help your performance. Um, it helps keep you in a good place mentally, um, and there's no doubt about that. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from that. But ultimately, if you're not sitting with your feet up and resting or napping, um, you know, it's taken away from from the training and the recovery. So. Um, obviously it's a pain not being able to train twice, but, um, I'll move to that now. Um, I, I bought the bike, um, on, it must be three weeks ago now, um, or coming up to three weeks potentially. Yeah, I think it's coming up to three weeks on Saturday. Um, you know, I hurt my back and, and I didn't really know what to do. Um, I, I couldn't, I, there was nothing I could do really. So, um, the, my first thing to do was I went to Gumtree and I typed in road bikes and, and I just wanted to see if anyone was sort of selling road bikes, um, or, or even just, just a decent bike that I could get out and, and sort of work hard in. But not long ago, um, I had been, you know, chatting on Instagram with, um, uh, a guy that, you know, had followed me recently and, or maybe had followed me for longer, but I only sort of seen it recently. You know, when I got the, and I shared this on my Instagram, the, the big coffee drop, you know, the guy that sent me all the coffee, which was absolutely amazing. Well, well, one of his friends, you know, reached out and was, was sort of like, 
saying how you know how nice it was to even though it was amazing that he sent me all the coffee but they were sort of suggesting how nice it was that I sort of like gave the coffee place a little shout out and and you know thank them and 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 this is where like this is where there is really nice things in the world and I'm not just saying because they gave me free stuff but that they're thanking me for you know saying thank you you know that that to me that's backwards but it's absolutely amazing it's fantastic it's lovely um so yeah so I knew Rob had reached out I I I could I seen the bike shop I seen that you know he had competed in Ironmans and um and so when I was looking on Gumtree um I just sort of thought you know this is where like the world's quite cool and and I'm a complete rookie and don't have a clue about the bike world and anything like that never have never owned a road bike never owned like cleats and cycling shoes and I didn't even know you had to wear special shorts and all sort of stuff like this I I didn't have a clue so you know I I and I'm so glad I messaged Rob now because you know, come to think of it, I would have went and bought a road bike and I would have got it home and I wouldn't have even been able to cycle it because I wouldn't have had a helmet. I wouldn't have had shoes. I wouldn't have had the shorts. Um, you know, Rob did everything from drinks bottles to puncture repair kit to pumps. Um, and so Rob works for a company called Wheelworks in Dublin. Um, and, you know, I'm, this is not this is going to be about how the bike has helped me and not about like, go to Rob's place and, and, you know, get a bike. But, you know, if you do want to do that and, and after you hear how much I've enjoyed the bike experience, it might be something you, that you even think of. But I had no idea about bikes. I had no idea. Obviously, I knew you needed a helmet. Um, I didn't know about bike shoes. I didn't know how indoor turbos worked. I, I had no clue. Zero. I was getting a bike um, purely because if if shit hit the fan, um, and I hurt myself or we had a full lockdown, I would have been in a really bad place. Um, I would have woke up and, you know, every triathlete around the world is, is pissed off that they probably, not around the world because some still can swim and things like this, but, you know, if, if a lockdown happened and a full lockdown worldwide, um, most triathletes would wake up and they'd say, okay, well, for the next month, I'm going to work on my indoor biking on the turbo. And they'd, they'd actually be okay. They could still probably do nearly three hours of exercise a day or more for that matter, some of these guys. Um, runners would wake up and they'd be like either, you know, 25% or maybe a bit more. The population would have a treadmill. Awesome. Run on the treadmill. Um, others wouldn't. Um, just a second. So that was, that was the backlog, right? That was go get this bike. Um, you know, I, I, I drove to get the bike. You know, I, I kept thinking, what if the police stopped me? And, and, and you know, I, I probably tried, would have explained myself. You know, I was supposed to be at the Olympics. You know, this is a precaution. Um, and so it got sorted. And, you know, I I got home and I probably got home. At, um, I want to say I got home at about 4 o'clock, 4 p.m., um, and the first thing I did was I went out for a bike ride. <laughs> um, I'd never wore the cycling shoes before. So that was a very new experience, like trying to clip in and clip out, and especially at traffic lights. But at least it was a bit quieter on the roads right now. Um, and so, yeah, it was definitely an experience. Um, since that, I think I cycled 150 miles week one, which was like seven hours of riding, seven and a half hours week one. Um, 
the first weekend that I had it, which was Saturday and Sunday, I did an hour on the Saturday. I did 90 minutes on the Sunday, but I hadn't done any running because, you know, my back was bad. Um, and then gradually running started to come around and I could run again, basically. Um, I think the running started with like six mile runs. So I would run for six miles and then I would cycle inside for like an hour on the turbo. Um, and yeah, I got the biking up to like, I think the week one was seven and a half hours, which was 150 miles, I want to say. And then week two was, I'm looking now, eight hours and 14 minutes, which was 180 miles, I think, week two. But I think that's because more of it was inside on the turbo. And I think speed's a bit faster. And um, obviously, there's no wind and there's no traffic lights. So, yeah, week one was like 143 miles. And then week two was 173. Um, so yeah, no, look, it, it it's been it's been good. It's it's been it's been really good for me because um, you know I've realised how much I enjoy exercise. Um, and so you know to be able to wake up and even have the the resources to train two hours a day. Um, I don't know if I can run two hours a day every day and not get injured. Um, if I don't know the answer to that, then I can't do it because, you know, I, I can't see physio. So if I, if I do pick up injuries and I do pick up problems, there's no, there's no backup. There's no like, you know, I can't just call on a physio and be like, Hey mate, you know, can, can you come help me out? Like I'm, I'm stuck or I'm hurt or blah, blah, blah. There, there's no backup here. So, um, whatever I am doing. Um, it has to be, you know, it, it, it just has to be logical. Um, it just has to be smart um, not doing anything that could potentially cause me harm. Now, the bike's not free. There's still muscles that you work. But I found even when there's tiredness, I think because there's no pounding, you know, it doesn't linger for as long and any soreness just. So so each day I have a I have a routine. I, I wake up, I, I I usually do the run first um, and then I come back and then I eat and then I'm going to cycle later that day. But what I'm basically having to do is in the middle of the day is all about recovery. So maybe it's self-massage. There was a lot of self-massage on my quads because the bike was it was making my knees pull a little bit. But if I feel anything on the bike, you know, I just I just YouTube ways to to work around that you know people said about massaging the quads people said sometimes the quads get tired and then it pulls on the knees and you know the the internet is full of resources where you can see and learn and and educate yourself and so most days um, finish the run put the compact stim machine on quads calves takes me about an hour um, I then massage the quads um and then I usually have a sleep and then when I get up from a sleep that's usually when I'll you know walk the dog and then I'll think about um like the bike ride um and so then I'll jump on the bike and I'll usually well before I go on the bike I usually do a bit of yoga some stretching some activation stuff not it's not long it's maybe five ten minutes bit of rolling if I feel an area and that's all it takes, you know, just that little bit, a little bit of stretching, see where it's tight, see where you might need to be careful on the bike. Are, are you able to push on the bike or you're not? Was something tight or something sore? Should you hold back? But if you don't do that little five to ten minutes, you don't, you know, it's almost like just 
going over your body. I, I often thought the best machine in the world would be if you could just, you know, like at the airport, when you put your hands up in the air and they run the scanner over you. Imagine that, but it could assess where your body's at. So, like, even your brain, too. So you get in, it does a scan, and it says, Scully, you're at 60%. You know, don't push today. And I'd probably still push. But um, I'd be like, 60% other people shouldn't push, but I can still push. Um, and I'm probably not joking about that. I, I, I have a high regard of what my body can handle, uh, which probably gets me in trouble quite a lot. Um, but yeah, no, look, I, I do that. That's my own version of that. Stretch the hamstring, stretch the quads, stretch the hip flexors. Where's everything at? Where's sore? Should I push? Should I not? If things are really hurting, then of course I'm not going to push. Um, but on those session days, I usually double back with a pretty hard effort on the bike. Um, you know, so session days have been pretty tough and then the easy days are much easier, but still plenty of volume. And, you know, by, by doing the biking, and it's, you know, it's increased my, when I went to see Rob, Rob couldn't believe that, you know, professional runners and, and stuff like this are doing like 11 to 12 hours. I think 12 hours is the is the most in a week I've ever done, which was probably like 105 mile of running um, and like gym and yoga and, and all stuff like that. So that's all extra, of course. And um, so you're probably looking at like 14, 15 hours after you take gym, yoga, 105 mile a week. Um, and Rob was kind of like, you know, like triathletes that are that are amateurs and working are doing 20 hours a week. Um, so I think the extra training in hours has my rest and heart rates coming way down. Like I've seen like 37 in the mornings. Um, and then just my heart rate in general, just while I'm running. Like last night I was running and, and you know, I think I hit – I was running like 6.20 to 6.30 pace, and my heart rate was in the 120s. You know, that's that's really low. I've not seen it there before. Um, so is it a good thing? I, I, I obviously, it's been brilliant for coronavirus, and that's all I care about right now. Um, I care about getting to the end of this pandemic fit, healthy, happy, ready to crack on. Um, is it going to help running? I guess time will tell. Um, you know, I did a a bit of a tempo run last week. I went to the park. Again, I felt tired. Again, I had no idea how it was going to go. I think I said to myself, let's start at like 5.10 maybe and then work down. I was even thinking 5.10, 5.05, five minutes and then see how I feel. You know, mile one was 4.50 and then the next four like on top of that were 4.50. So I ended up doing a five-mile tempo run and averaged 450. And I thought, oh, maybe cycling is helping a bit. So, But I could go to the park today and do my threshold run and, and be super tired. So, um, yeah, you just, have to, you just have to take it in your stride. And, you know, it might help some days. It might not help others. It might make you more tired for others. But I'm also a, a big believer in, you know, race day is a sum of everything. Race day is a sum of all the training you do. It's not one tempo run. It's not one session on the track. It's not. So, you know, you might be tired for that tempo run today, Tuesday, whatever, Saturday. Um, but if you get it done and the, the athlete that wasn't tired for that tempo run, you know, some athletes literally taper for training. So you have athletes that on a Wednesday will take it easy because on a Thursday they know they're meeting the group for a tempo run. 
you're not going to get anywhere if that's your attitude. You know, you, you actually want to show up tired. You want to show up so tired, but, but not on the verge of an injury. You want to be so tired because you've worked so hard the day before that you know in your next race you're just going to be way better. And, you know, see the athletes gliding around because they're fresh and they've tapered and all the rest of it. Let them do that, but they're not going to race any better than they train. Where if you constantly get good at showing up tired and still performing pretty good, then you taper and then you go to a race and you just you just wow yourself because you were like, holy shit, I had no idea I was capable of that. And that's because for weeks, months, you've maybe went through a tiredness spell. At some point, you have to be tired. You know, if you're not tired, you're not pushing yourself. There's there's days, and and I've got back to there recently. Like this, two hours a day is, or two to three now, I suppose, because of Sunday. But I literally wake up, and I'm like, it's more when I wake up from a sleep in the afternoon, and I always go through the same routine. I think, oh, I might have to rest tonight. I might have to just do just the one hour today. I never fucking do. Like I always do the extra hour. But I, I wake up and I feel so tired that I'm like, oh, yeah, your body's telling you you need to rest, you need to sleep. But it happens in Flagstaff, too. I wake up and I think, you've overdone this, mate. And I'm knackered, like I'm exhausted. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, I'm wrecked. And then I just be like, nah, let's crack on. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's probably where I've got to a, a really good level of fitness because that's my attitude. You know, I, you have to be pushing. I remember watching a documentary on cycling years ago. I must have watched this. I think I was watching it in Fontermeau when I went with Athletics Ireland in like 2010, maybe 2011. Um, and, and, you know, that's what Dave Brailsford said. He says, if you're not on the edge, you're not pushing and, and there's not that constant undercurrent and there's not that constant worry about, you know, injury or fatigue or you're not pushing hard enough. And he said, if you're not pushing hard enough, you're not going to win. It's that simple. And that's it. You know, race day, you see this superstar. Sometimes the superstars on race day aren't even fresh that day. It's just, but but you are a sum of all your training. You know, it would be like, if you save a pound a week and that's super affordable for you, well, at the end of the year, you can buy a TV that costs 350 quid or 355, 365, sorry. Um, but look, if you save, um, oh, a week, sorry, I said, didn't I? Uh, it, it's irrelevant save a pound a week the end of the year 52 pound you can buy something for 52 pound i think i got that one right um if you saved a pound a day at the end of the year maybe 365 pound anyway you know if you saved a tenner a day well that's 3655 pound you could buy a tv for so i know the pound a day seems a lot easier but it's not supposed to be easy and that's the way training is you know, how much are you saving a day? And and maybe you have 90 days before your next big race. And it all comes down to, and, and it works the exact same as money. You know, if you if you save every penny you have, you'll die. You'll die of starvation. You'll die of, you know, probably not having a roof over your head because you couldn't afford those things. But um, you can certainly, you could certainly survive on a lot less than you think. And that's the way it works with like fatigue and recovery. You know, everyone's always concerned about injuries and Every, I, I think we've lost so much trust in our bodies. You know, I, I was acting really fragile a couple of weeks ago, and I got so pissed off at myself. I was like, Scully, you're, you're not fragile. You know, you're tough, you're strong, you're resilient. You don't, you don't get loads of problems if you look after yourself and you sleep right and you do the recovery stuff right and, you, you know, you eat pretty good. 
why are you behaving like you know you're you're glass you're not you know you're steel um and and that that was massive for me so you know if you're if you're if you're constantly worried about injuries strengthen the areas that need strengthened put time into recovery put time into sort of like educating yourself maybe why you're getting those injuries but also believe in your body goes a long way too you know if you if you tiptoe around sometimes that's when you end up getting hurt um that's all I've got to say today. That was that was quite a long one. I, I've I've tried a couple of times to record a podcast, and I just I just haven't felt like it's gone anywhere. Um, and so I I told my buddy the other day, you know, if they're boring me, God knows what they're doing for my listeners. So today today didn't feel as boring. Um, so yeah, I hope you gain something out of today. And um, yeah, another day. I've got a threshold run this morning. It's it's nine miles. It'll be eight to nine miles. It depends how how the going's going, and I've got to go a bit slower than marathon pace, marathon pace, and then a bit faster than marathon pace. So, well, it's kind of effort, but yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm really unsure. Some days I warm up and I'm just like, oh, I can barely push today. I can barely get my heart rate up. Last Thursday, obviously, I was able to push really good. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, guys, take care. Bye bye.